Welcome back to the South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast by Ohio State fans for Ohio State fans from the West Coast. I'm your host, Zach Moore. Today is Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. And today I'm very happy to be joined once again by fellow South Stands contributor Paige Van Horn from Denver, PBH. How's it going, my friend? It's going well. I'm going to be seeing you in a couple, what, 48 hours? Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to uh, it going to be a a very, very, very fun weekend. I cannot wait. We are also joined by fellow contributor Chad Plummer from Cleveland CP. What's the word from the 216? What up? What up? What up? All good (laughs) in the 216, man. Well, I mean, it's been a rough week in the 216. You know, you saw the what happened to Nikki Chubb. Oh, man, yeah. Um, uh, Other than that, the weather's beautiful. It's Notre Dame weekend. Fuck the Irish. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get let's get cranking here. So the Buckeyes are now three and zero and holding at number six in this week's AP poll after what I thought was a pretty damn impressive sixty three to ten drubbing of Western Kentucky last Saturday. Now I want to spend just a few minutes looking back at that result with you guys today, and then we'll spend the bulk of the pod looking ahead to the Buckeyes' visit to South Bend to square off with number 9 Notre Dame this Saturday. PBH, you and I will be there representing the South Stands. CP, what's your status? Are you going to make it? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Okay. Probably but, not going to make it. Okay. This whole like new like puppy thing has put a real... Curve into like the plan, man. God damn it, Johnny! Damn it, little Craigie! He's a fucking demon seed. This fucking little ten-week game just wants to fuck. Oh my god! Demon seed. I'm my man, but put it that way. (laughs) All right, man. Well, you will be there with us in spirit. Um, And finally, if we have a little time toward the end, guys, there are some really interesting uh, games happening around the country. Pretty interesting slate, I think, across the board. I thought it'd be fun to look at some of the other games happening, but only if we have time. Um, Okay, before we dive into this, I want to issue a quick mea culpa on a couple of mistakes I made on Sunday's pod. I messed up the sequence of events in my recap of the Western Kentucky game. After forcing that strip sack on Kyle McCord in the first quarter, Western Kentucky kicked a field goal on the ensuing drive. I mistakenly said the Hilltoppers drove for a touchdown on that possession, uh, but they, of course, didn't score that touchdown until the second quarter. I also mistakenly referred to Notre Dame's opponent last Saturday as Western Michigan, and as our friend Mikey Corcoran pointed out on our text thread, it was the mighty Chippewas of Central Michigan the Irish defeated in South Bend last Saturday, <laughs> and not the, the Broncos of Western Michigan. But hey, my bad there, fellas. You know, we have a certain standard here on the South Stands that, you know, I want to maintain. The and Corcoran I, standard? Is that what that is? <laughs> it's still a pretty low bar, but I do want to try and maintain the standard as much as, much as I can. Um, all right, gents. Before we preview Notre Dame, I want to get a couple of quick thoughts from each of you on Ohio State's 63-10 to 10 evisceration of Western Kentucky. PVH, I'm going to start with you. Give me a couple thoughts on that game. Well, I think it's everything that we wanted to see. I think McCord being named the starter, I don't know if it was psychological, but the offense was just in way more rhythm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another good game by Trey. Everything was, you know, firing on pretty much both sides of the ball. I think the turning point of that game, and I think it was maybe mid-second quarter, they went for it like on fourth and six, Mm -hmm. Western Kentucky did. And then like the next play was the bomb, I think, to Harrison. Don't don't correct me on that, Corcoran. But um, <laughs> then the floodgates opened. It was over. And I remember at the time thinking that that's a risky play here at this part of the game, right? Because, you know, they were kind of hanging around, right? We were all, or at least I was, you know, it was what, 10-7. You're like, oh, this could be a battle. And I thought, you know, the, the Western Kentucky would be able to do some things on offense, um and kudos to the defense for you know honestly shutting those guys down burke's playing out of his mind right i mean our corners hancock i think he got you know kind of you know burnt on one play big deal that happens right was a good receiver uh, too corley is a good good player yeah and ignoson i mean he was good you know um You've got to feel really good about our, you know, secondary at this point. The defense is playing great. Um, and they were also able to get pressure. I know that was a big thing for you. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to see that. Um, but, you know, es- essentially that 
you know, and it's funny, right? Like that's the expectation we have for every Buckeye game, but uh, it, it was good to see, especially going into this game. And you can kind of, you know, hopefully just chalk the first two games up to, you know, some, you know, learning curve on both sides of the ball. I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. So it was 14 to 10 with about eight minutes to play in the second quarter. And, uh, Western Kentucky forced that that strip sack on Kyle McCord in the first quarter. They were able to take that take the ball from there, kick a field goal. High State scored again to make it uh, fourteen to three. Then on Western Kentucky's next possession, they go seventy five yards. Uh, really, their only sustained drive of the whole of the whole game to make it fourteen to ten. And uh, and then it was it was on Ohio State's next possession when McCord hit. Uh, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. on the on the bomb, seventy five yards, and it was really kind of from there that the 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 it route ensued. Yeah, over. And uh, yeah, Western Kentucky went for it twice and on, on fourth down in the second quarter. Ohio State held them both times, and yeah, it was that first stop where they got the fourth down stop and on actually some great pressure by JT Tuimoloau, um, forcing a bad throw uh, into uh, into Ohio State secondary. That was the play that where Josh Proctor almost picked the ball off. So. Ball falls harmlessly to the, to the turf. Buckeyes take possession on the very next play. Trip train him up the middle, forty yards for a touchdown. And and actually, Ryan Day's teams are really really good at, at front running. Right when they get a little a couple score lead on you, man, they can rack it up in a hurry. So yeah, I was really impressed with that. Uh, but I thought you know through that, like I said on the on the pot on Sunday, I thought through about a quarter and a half, the game kind of played out as I expected. I thought Western Kentucky was good enough to make it a little uncomfortable in the early going for us. CP, how about you? Give us a few thoughts on on what you saw in that game. Well, you know what, I was impressed when we came out and looked the way we did. Um, you know, it's it's one of those that like. Back of your mind, like, oh, we hear the hill climbers. They're like, you know, they hill throw climbers. the ball, air attack, this, <laughs> this, you know, the air climbers. attack, this and that, you know. And and I'll be honest with you, I, I, I felt very, very comfortable with that defense. Yeah. And I'm getting more and more comfortable each week. Now, obviously, you know, we'll see a little bit more, you know, as we preview the Notre Dame game, like what, what happens there. But, you know, I think we – uh I'm feeling good, man. Yeah, I like how we came out. I feel like Blake Calling was a little better, and I and I and it still made me believe that Day is not showing his hand um, for Notre Dame. Yes. So you know, and it was good that McCord came out and, and and you know, as the captain of the ship for the first time, where there was no bullshit going back and forth. You know, mm-hmm. I think he uh, stepped up and uh, and shows why he is QB one which I know you love that term. Um, <laughs> and Trey looks good again. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, he did. That, like, I mean, our offense is like the only thing holding that offense back is the play calling. And I'm yet to like, you know, put a stamp on that as like bullshit stamp until I see this Notre Dame game. But overall, man, I'm, I'm happy, man. I, I feel comfortable coming into the Notre game. You know, obviously I'm, all twisted up inside, you know, because this is a big game, and I hate Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> haven't been relevant since '91, just to throw that back in there again. But, <laughs> so I'm I'm excited. I, I feel comfortable. I, I feel I feel so, I I got a solid feeling. Okay, great. Yeah, um, you know, it, you're right. It was another nice day out of uh, Trey Henderson. Th- uh, Thirteen carries, eighty-eight yards, six point eight yard per carry uh, average, and uh, I like what he did. Also. Um, in the uh, in the passing game, he only had one reception, but it was a nifty kind of flare out of the backfield. He made that first man miss, went for 27 yards, uh, very much like what I've seen out of Travion Henderson. The only thing with Henderson is I want to see him do it more consistently against the top level competition. The one knock on Henderson is he puts up the big numbers against the group of five in the FCS team. So I just want to see a little bit more consistency out of him against you know starting with Notre Dame and some of the the more top level competition Ohio State's going to see. I agree, but. He, he... We, we don't also give him any like like benefit of the doubt of him being injured last year. Well, that's so, a good point. He was. He, he was banged up for sure. There is no arguing against his fifth gear, right? He has a fifth gear that none of our other backs do. And, uh, you know, hey, listen, I mean, coming out of the opener, I was like, as Chip trainer from RB1? Um, but, you know, I give Henderson credit for the response these last two weeks. Now just go do it against Notre Dame and some of the, you know, the other right. top-level competition. And, and I, I expect that he will. I'm feeling good about that. 
Now, there's something that you, you said, like, which I agree with you, Zach, and, like, that's what I want to see against Notre Dame um, this weekend is, like, you know what? If it's, in, like, if you don't need to put your head down and take a hit, dude, like, don't, like, just just go down, man. Like, you're yeah. not, like, you know, like, brutal. He does that all the time, type, though. Like, body, dude. Yeah. He's been, he's been doing that since he's a freshman. It's insanity. I know. Yeah. Watch the Browns game. Dude. <laughs> Avoid contact. Well, and I, and I still right. maintain, and you know, they, they did it again last week. Uh, they really kind of limited his touches. Only 14 touches for Trey Henderson. 13 carries uh, with one pass reception. So um, I think less is more with Henderson. Keep him. That's the sweet spot, in my opinion. Somewhere in that 10 to 14 touch range. And then you have other guys that you can leverage. Chip Train and Mayan Williams uh, that you can use in between the tackles, which I think they're going to need one of those two backs to do that in this game. Um, yeah, my big takeaway, and I talked a little bit about this in the postgame pod, but it's largely around the defense. Um, I thought the Western Kentucky offense was the first of four legitimate regular season tests for the Ohio State defense. Notre Dame, Penn State, and Michigan are the others. And I'd say they passed this one with flying colors. Eight tackles for loss, two sacks, four turnovers, including two defensive scores. And the Buckeye defense was great on third down, guys. Remember, we were bitching about that uh, last week. Only three of 15 for Western Kentucky on third down. And the Buckeyes were excellent both in pass rush and in coverage. According to PFF, the overall grades in those categories were over 90. I mean, guys, I mean, Austin Reed, the Western Kentucky quarterback, led the country in passing yards last season. The Buckeyes held him to 21 of 37 for only 207 yards and one touchdown and a pick. Reed only had 35 yards passing after halftime and an interception. I mean, last season, Western Kentucky was 12th nationally in offensive yards per play at 6.71. But on Saturday, the Buckeye defense held them to 3.9 yards per play. I mean, that's that's almost three yards below last year's average. So a great early sign that this Buckeye defense seems to be back to that silver bullet standard, I should say. However, it is still early. And Ohio State has bigger tests on the yep. horizon starting this Saturday in South Bend. But I'm with UCP. I'm feeling pretty bullish on this defense. PBH, let me kick this back to you. Any other thoughts on last week's performance before we look ahead to Notre Dame? Yeah, I was just sort of, I, I was laughing at, as I can imagine my father listening to this. He's like, it's fucking Western Kentucky, <laughs> right? Like, God, yeah. just shut up, right? Stop, you know, Pulp Fiction sucking each other off on this one quite yet. You know, let's, <laughs> it is still Western Kentucky, but, although right. I do think, to your point, that that might be, you know, maybe one of the top three offenses we face all year long. No doubt. Um, so, but yeah, that, that's what we should do to that team. We did it, right? They didn't mm-hmm. do it the first two weeks. Right. So let's let's roll with that. Yep. CP, right. any other thoughts? I got one play that I want to, yep. Sure. One play. Now, I think this is obviously second half, um, and I'm not like, you know, he'll, he'll get his shot if he's still here. You know, like whenever, year or two, but um, the pass that fucking Devin Brown threw to fucking Tate, man. Oh, but that was that a beautiful was throw. Money. That was on oh. point. Probably yeah. the best throw of the that day was like, that was, from either quarterback. Yeah, it was an NFL throw. <laughs> yeah. And that Tate kid, man, that, that kid's special. Yeah. You know, I love that catch by Tate. You know what I also love from Tate was the heads up play on the Kate, on the Kate Stover fumble. It was Tate who came across the field and fell on right. that. So I, I love to, man, he is explosive obviously he's just he oozes talent but he's also a very mature player like he, he plays beyond his years i think I, i'm with you yeah I, the kid is like what he's like, yeah he's a like, true freshman true freshman yeah and playing That's his first crazy. season under some pretty damn difficult circumstances losing his mother yeah. over the summer as he did right. so i mean that speaks a lot to that kid's exactly. character um all right fellas well listen if we don't have anything else we need to say on western kentucky let's look ahead to Ohio State, Notre Dame in South Bend. The game is a 7.30 p.m. Eastern kick on NBC. The Lion is Ugh. currently Ohio State minus three. The over-under is 55 and a half. This will be the seventh meeting between these two schools. You'd think they would have played more than seven times, but only they've only met seven times before. Um, and this will be Ohio State's first visit to South Bend since 1996. The Buckeyes lead the all-time series 5-2, to two, and that includes a 21-10 to 10 win over the Irish in Columbus last season. I was there. 
Ohio State is currently on a five-game win streak in this series. That includes three regular season wins over the Irish in 95, 96, and of course last year, as well as two Fiesta Bowl wins over the Irish at the end of the 2005 and 2015 seasons. Notre Dame's last win over the Buckeyes was in 1936. The Irish won that game. Paige, you're going to love this score. 7-2. That <laughs> uh, warms my heart. <laughs> now, Notre Dame comes into this game at 4-0 with wins over Navy, Tennessee State, NC State, and Central Michigan. So not exactly a murderer's row of opponents. Well. Big time schedule. <laughs> yeah. But give the Irish credit for handling their business. Notre Dame comes into this game ranked 16th nationally in total offense, averaging 509 yards per game, 5th in offensive yards per play at 8 0.27. The Irish are led, of course, by quarterback Sam Hartman, the Wake Forest transfer. Hartman is currently 33rd nationally in passing, averaging 265 yards per game. He's completing 71% of his passes. He has 13 touchdown passes. He has not yet thrown an interception, and he's only been sacked four times, so very efficient numbers from Hartman. Uh, and the Irish have what many believe is the best tandem of offensive tackles in the country, Joe Alt and Blake Fisher. Through four games, Joe Alt has yet to give up a single quarterback pressure, according to PFF. Now, in the run game, Audric Estime leads the Irish. Uh, Estime now, he actually leads the country in rushing yards right now, boys, with 521. And he averages over eight yards a carry. Finally, not really sure how dynamic the Irish are on the outside at receiver. Chris Tyree their leading receiver, actually started at running back for the Irish in last season's game in Columbus. So I would think the Buckeyes like how they match up in the secondary against the Irish receiver group. Okay, PVH, I'm going to kick this to you. What are you going to be looking for when the Irish have the ball against the Buckeye defense, which at the moment, the Buckeye defense is third nationally in total defense, second defensive yards per play, and seventh nationally against the pass. You said it, and it goes back to if your best offensive player is a tight end, and they don't even have that guy anymore. What was his name? (laughs) Michael Mayer, yeah. Whatever, you know. So you have a running back that's your 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 leading receiver, wide receiver now. (laughs) So you're you're yeah, and Hartman's good, right? Yeah, fine, but. you know, I know you do your homework and and I, I listen very intently to this piece because I don't. But when you tout their their maybe their strongest, you know, uh, uh, attribute on offense is their two offensive tackles. Like that's <laughs> you know what? That's good enough to be four and against those teams you played. Yeah. Um, and it's not good enough to beat a high state unless a high state beats itself in this game. It's just not, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so how how. You know, are they going to slow it down or do, grind it out? Great. But um, if we're firing on all cylinders, I just don't see how they hang with us. Now, you know, we said that last year and, you know, it was a much closer game than I thought. I think we all thought it would be. But and I'm not jumping ahead here, but I, I, I'm i kind of I just don't see it. Right. I like how are they going to hang with us um, player for player? Right. I mean. I saw, I read some article, you know, like potential top 50 draft. Like we've got like eight, they've got one or two, the two tackles. Okay. That's great. But it's not, you know, it's not quite enough to, you know, hang with a program like a high state where we are, where we're at right now. So um, what am I looking for when they're on offense? Just, you know, they're going to try and probably pound the ball. Um, stop them on third down. I'm, I I would be much more concerned about Western Kentucky's offense than I am about Notre Dame's. Wow. Okay. CP, how about you? What are you going to be looking for when Notre, uh, Notre Dame has the ball and the Buckeyes are on defense? I'm not sure if uh, what he's drank tonight, like the tequila. Like I know he's had dinner reservation. <laughs> I'm like, well, fuck, Hey, I mean, I like it because Paige usually doesn't talk like that. Um, also on the <laughs> it's a different energy this week from Paige, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I really want to see is that, like, if Ryan Day and uh, Sam Hartman, when they uh, are going to meet on the like the field and talk about their beard, you know, like <laughs> which dye they use. <laughs> Just yeah, for like, men. Exactly. <laughs> now, when they're on, the, like, I mean, like this is going to be a good test for. Because Hartman, like, he's a good quarterback, man. They haven't had a quarterback yeah. like this since Brady Quinn. So, yeah. you know, I mean, you know they're going to, like, their offensive coordinators going to be calling some plays, like, looking at, like, the last, like, two or three. Even last year they burned us on some plays, even with that, like, 
whoever that quarterback was. But I'm looking for us to get, just keep continuing to grow as a unit, be on the same page, not giving up the, you know, four to six 35-plus yard plays. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we'll be all right. I, uh, I, I just want, want to see the defense just continue as a unit to get like solid each, each week. And, and this is a big one, big stage, night game, South Bend, I mean, it's like it doesn't get much bigger than this for a lot of these young guys, and I, I'm, I'm excited, man. I love it. Can, can, I, love I, it. can I say something before you go, Zach? You, you bet. Go ahead, PBH. The, the the test was on offense for offense against our defense was last week. Like that 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 quarterback for Western Kentucky, take the jersey. He's going to play in the pros. That wide receiver is probably leaps and bounds better than any wide receiver Notre Dame has. So I don't understand why we're giving Notre Dame any credit or, you know, this is going to be a staunch test for our defense. I think the test and I, we, when we talked Saturday, Zach, I was like, wow, this will be a much more difficult test for us today than it will be against Notre Dame. Wow. What am I missing? Oh, what, what do they do? I, that I is, it, what do they do? That is so exceptional on offense. Yeah. Well, you know, um, Hartman has been pretty efficient you know, to date, but you know, you, you do have to consider the competition. Um, and well, I'm with you, man. That's fine. If he's throwing to me and plumber in central <laughs> Michigan, it's not going to work against us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, like I said, just a couple of minutes ago, I, I, I thought Western Kentucky, uh, presented for, was one of four legitimate tests that I think the, the, you know, defense would be facing this year. I think there's a couple other factors that go into this. You know, now I, I'm I'm with Paige. I don't know that like I'm gonna just say that Notre Dame's offense is shitty. Um, but you know, this is gonna be like this is the big stage, baby. Like this is Notre Dame. This is gonna probably be one of the biggest wa- like most watched football games in the last you know few years. It's night game. You know, it's under the lights. That crowd's gonna be crazy. You know, I, I just want to make sure. I, I mean, I'm with Paige. I want to see if our guys can live up to that, like the, the stage. Yeah. You know? like, I, 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 one thing, and Ryan Day big. said this in his press conference on Tuesday, yesterday, that, uh, you know, one thing that he liked about his defense is th- this group is no stranger to the big stage. I mean, the, the core of this defense. You know, they played in the Peach Bowl against Georgia last year. Uh, you know, they've already faced Notre Dame in a big primetime game. You know, obviously they faced Michigan, Penn State. So this group is very experienced. They are no strangers to the big stage. Many of them played in the Rose Bowl, of course, you know, against Utah. So he loves the experience. I love the experience. I, Ryan Day, there was there was definitely a – he was exuding confidence yesterday in his press conference, and that, that really stood out to me. I think the Buckeyes have to find a way to get pressure on Sam Hartman without sending the house and exposing themselves to explosive plays. I know that's stating the obvious. I think it's going to be a tough assignment for Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimoloau going against Alton Fisher. In last year's games, we remember the Buckeyes were actually able to get pressure on Tyler Buckner, their quarterback at the time up the middle with Mike Hall Jr. And that might be the ticket again in this game. But I want to see Sawyer and Tui Moloau rise to the challenger, damn it. You know, Alton Fisher, all respect feel, to them. They're good yeah. players, but Sawyer and Tui Moloau are good players as well. They should be able to win their share of snaps in this game. Exactly. And, and, and exactly. if the secondary... It's a little, I feel like he... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, CP. And if the secondary is as improved as we think they are, and I tell you, if you're just going by the eye test, I think they are legitimately improved. You know, maybe Burke, Igbenosen, and Hancock holding up in coverage for that extra second or two is going to help that defensive line get home. Now, the book on Harkman is that he likes to hold on to the football, that, that there's a lot of evidence to support that. So that stood out to me when I was listening to, you know, all the various podcasts that I listened to throughout the week. Um, I really think this is where the game will be won for the Buckeyes. If they can effectively pressure Hartman, I love the way our secondary matches up at Notre Dame on the outside. I really do. I don't think they're very dynamic on the outside pages, you pointed out. CP, did you want to say something? I, I was just, uh, the only thing I was going to say, and I didn't mean to interrupt you like, I feel like Tim Lua, like, the better the competition, I feel like he actually <laughs> shows <laughs> up. Tui Molo Wow, yeah, Tui Molo Wow. Tui Lua, it's easier to say. <laughs> it just comes right off the lips. <laughs> you guys know who the fuck I'm talking about. Everybody else out there does too. So, but yeah, like I, I feel like he's like he's different. The competition, the better the competition, he he posts. Now Sawyer, I think he's still 
still a little bit lost. Now, last week, I feel like he was like, you know. He was better last week. He was good last week, so it was. Yeah. I think they're going to have, I think, I think Tumlo is going to have a big game. Okay. I would love that. I would love to see him rise to the occasion. And uh, look, I might end up beating these words as well, but I feel like the defense is going to hold up pretty well against Audric Estime in the Irish running game. I have a lot of faith in Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers, especially Chambers now, man. He is he is balling out. And also the interior of the defensive line. Tyleek Williams is having a hell of a season. We, we've heard his name over and over again this season. And, of course, Mike Hall Jr. And for all the guff we've given Sawyer and Tui Molowau about the pass rush, both actually have always played the run very well. And, of course, you have two players in the secondary in Josh Proctor and, and Sonny Styles, who also both play the run very, very well. I think it's going to be tough sledding for Audrey Gastamay on Saturday night. I really do. They're, the high is very good at every level of the defense playing the run. I also love uh, Davis and Nick in run support. He's a big physical corner, not afraid to come up and stick his nose in there and hit you. Peyton, I'm going to kick this back to you. Any other thoughts about when Notre Dame has the ball against the Ohio State defense? It, it, our defense is built for to to shut those guys down, right? I mean, we match up well. When's the last you know? When's the last time you know? You have to be really dynamic in, um, you know, or, or we have to have mental errors, right? For like Western yeah. Kentucky just scared me much more than Notre Dame scares me. Yeah, they you know they probably you know they'll put up some points, 10, 17, whatever the case may be, but to grind it out, you know. 60, 70, 80-yard drives consistently, I just don't see how they're going to do it, you know? And then Knowles will adjust, right? Um, you know, if we need to start stacking the box a little bit, right? If they're, you know, having some success running the ball, um, just no, you know, nothing get behind us. You got, like, Sonny Styles. I mean, I, prove it, yeah. right? I just think, I, I just don't think Notre Dame is quite there yet to compete at this level unless we do something stupid and you know like we did against michigan last year then you know make them earn it i guess that would be my last make them earn every point they get no cheapies long sustained drives yep put them in put them in third down situations like we like western kentucky like if, if western kentucky gets four yards on first down they're literally impossible to stop at that point right to get six over the next three plays right but I, notre dame man eh, not so much Okay, yeah, they're going to come. They're going to come at Ohio State with a much more conventional attack, and I agree with you. There is something a little scary about facing a good kind of a gunslinger of a quarterback who doesn't give a fuck, right? right? And and a team that has nothing to lose. I mean, sometimes that can be a much more of a challenge than a team who has as much to lose at Ohio as Ohio State. And that is clearly the case in this game, right? Notre Dame is going to, you know, they have as much to lose as Ohio State, perhaps even more. And, you know, they're going to approach this game a little bit more conventionally than Western Kentucky. And I think that plays well into uh, what, what our defense does well. Okay, let's flip this around, fellas. Let's have a look at the Notre Dame defense. Uh, and at least statistically, guys, it's pretty damn good. Uh, the Irish are fourth nationally yeah. in total defense, allowing 234 yards per game. They're third in defensive yards per play at 3.82. They're fourth nationally in pass defense, allowing 127 yards per game. They're not quite as stout against the run. The Irish are 42nd nationally in rush defense, allowing 107.5 yards per game. A few names to watch on that side of the ball. They have a pair of good linebackers, Jack Kaiser and Marist Leo Fau, who are their top two tacklers. Um, Kaiser is their second highest graded defender, according to PFF, and Leo Fau is right behind him. And defensive tackle Howard Cross III is another player to watch. He's actually Notre Dame's top graded defender, according to PFF, with a grade of 88.4. He also leads the Irish defensive linemen, all Irish defensive linemen, in pressures with seven. Now, here's a name Ohio State fans will know, Javante Jean-Baptiste who transferred during the offseason, Jean-Baptiste, who was a decent rotational player for the Buckeyes. Uh, he actually starts for the Irish. So I think that should tell yeah. you a little something about the Irish pass rush, right? I mean, he was their fifth or sixth best defensive end last year, Javante Jean-Baptiste. He's starting for the Irish defense. Only six quarterback sacks so far this season for the Irish, and only three of those were by defensive linemen. Finally, I'm not sure how good the Notre Dame secondary is the pff grades for their starters don't really jump out at you starting quarterback benjamin morrison he's their highest graded defender with a grade of 68.4 
Uh, but their secondary has accounted for five interceptions so far this year, and that's tied for 11th nationally. And as I mentioned, the Irish are fourth nationally in pass defense. So I guess you do have to credit that secondary. Still, I bet Ryan Day and Brian Hartline like how they match up at receiver against the Notre Dame secondary. Okay, PVH, I'm going to kick this over to you. What are you going to be looking for when Ohio State has the ball against the Notre Dame defense? The big thing, and my only concern is, how does this is a big stage for McCord. Yep. This is a big deal. I don't care what anybody says, right? Um, I don't know what prepares you for this. The first time you're the starting quarterback at a high state, you're playing, you know, yeah, big spot. game. It, no, this is a big, this is a big motherfucker. So, yeah, um, how does he handle that? Right? Is it jitters? Is it a series? Is it two? Is it the whole game? Um, you know if it's close, right. Um, that, that, that to me, like, I, 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 I'm not, his talent is apparent, right? Like, um, he doesn't, I'm not concerned about him as a athlete or being the quarterback or anything, but how does he sort of handle the stage? Yes. Um, and, and, you know, so where does it go from there? And so other than that, you know, um, it's hot, you know, Notre Dame hasn't played anybody, so they might be better than we think. I just don't think they're going to be able to hang with us, um, with their defense against our offense or excuse the other way around. So it's up to McCord to sort of control his nerves. And if he's got that under control, and I think this is where day can really help him, right. Mm -hmm. You know, some underneath passes, you know, get him comfortable, uh, maybe take the crowd out of it early. Uh, then we're going to be fine. But to me, because we know what we have on offense is, is McCord, you know, ready for the moment. Okay. I like it. CP, how about you? Give us some thoughts on when Ohio State has the ball against the Notre Dame defense. Well, I'm not worried about McCord at all. I think last week he took the steps that he needed to, you know, to get, to get all the dust settled. Like, you know, I stayed at this program. I could have transferred. I think he's ready to take that like, next step. I think he's going to like go off. I think he's going to ball out. I think I just hope the play calling's there. You know, I, I I think we need to have a balance. You know, offense passing majority, run the ball, yep. offensive line big key, huge. Okay, yeah. Um, I think McCord needs to wear a black turtleneck with that suit as opposed to the i'm all good with the turtleneck but like i need like the black with that that suit you know what i mean um, all right but, <laughs> yeah. well, with, the, with the lulu merce does he have a merce yeah. i'm super stoked for this offense is like get to show just like the display of the talent that we have on nbc the home of the irish used to be there it and still I, is. I, I got, I'm, yeah. I, I know. I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I think this offense is going to like have a big blowout. Like, hey, listen, this is who we are. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, maybe the Notre Dame defense is actually greater than the sum of its parts. But, I mean, looking at the numbers here, it doesn't seem to me like the Irish have the personnel to exploit the one real weakness on the Ohio State offense, which has been the offensive line, although that unit has actually kind of steadily improved since the opener. And the Irish yep. have good linebackers. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, the Irish have good linebackers, uh, but they look pretty average on the defensive line outside of maybe Howard Cross the third at defensive tackle. I mean, like I said, Ohio State's sixth best defensive end from last season starts for the Irish. And, it all. Yeah, and, I mean, Notre Dame looks solid in the secondary, but I think that number four pass ranking, pass defense ranking, rather, might be more of a function of, of the offenses they've faced so far. Uh, and, and now they're getting the best receiver group in the country on Saturday. So I think you take the Buckeye receivers in that matchup all day long. Um, I also thought Central Michigan last week had some success running the ball on the Irish uh, in that game. Their running backs averaged about five and a half yards for a carry against the Irish last week. And that was a seven-point game at the half, boys. And the week before on the road at NC State, and, uh, yeah. Notre Dame only had a seven-point lead in, uh, going into the fourth quarter before pulling away for a comfortable win. Go ahead, CP. Thanks, I think we established the run. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's over. It's just like it could be like it get real messy, real easy. Yeah, like real early. Like uh, and, we we establish that run game. Yeah, can't stop us there, and then 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 that opens up play action. Yep. Yeah. I agree with you. PVH, uh, you know, I'll echo your sentiment about Kyle McCord. Big spot for him. But if he Big can spot. keep if he can keep his composure, which actually seems to be one of his strengths. I, I think Ryan Day had actually noted that that one of his strengths, one of his great attributes is his ability to keep his composure. For example, last week, the strip sack, you know, not a great moment for him. He, you know, he had, uh, didn't make the right read. He had Marvin Harrison Jr. open, just hesitated, took the sack, didn't secure the football. But, I mean, he basically turned right around a couple series later, goes 75 yards on a beautiful rainbow to Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, that ball traveled like 55 yards in the air. So I love I love the fact that you, you saw his composure, didn't get rattled. There wasn't any shitty body language from McCord, right? So which we sometimes saw with C.J. Stroud. He sometimes pouted. But we don't see that with McCord. So if he can keep his composure, and my, my money says that he will, and the offensive line holds up, which I think they can because I don't think Notre Dame has the personnel to exploit our weaknesses on the offensive line. I think the Buckeyes can put up some big numbers in this game. And I agree with you, CP. I think they're going to be able to run the ball on the Notre Dame defense. I mean, last year, the Buckeyes ran for 172 yards on the Irish. Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams both averaged six yards a carry in that game. And I feel like the, I feel like that kind of production is replicable on Saturday. Okay, fellas, let's fire up the concerno meter. PVH, give us your concerno meter score for this game. I've been thinking about this one. I'm nervous about that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, like he, he just made me nervous the whole, whole fucking 45 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I've, 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 I've literally, I, I mean, I'm not even going to, not even going to deviate from what I've been saying. I, I'm a four. I'm, a four? I'm only a four. Okay. Thank you. I love it. CP, how about you? I'm going to roll like the opposite of what I usually do. I'm going to like, I'm going to go a little bit above PVH. I'm going to go at a four, 4.5. 4.5. Okay. I don't want to. I literally, I really want to just do a 2.5, but I feel like it's just like, <laughs> I, that's what I do every game. Zero or 2.5. But you know what? Yeah, fuck that. I'm going to add to sketch that. I'm going back down to like a 2.5. 2.5 for you, 4 for you, PVH. For me, it's a 5. And, and, and as you guys know, I'm, I'm always a little higher than you. But, I mean, a 5. And I thought I, you – I was going to say I guarantee you're a 7 or, or higher. It's a 5 for me. I, and, I, and you would I, think it – yeah yeah i mean but you i mean for, for me five is pretty low considering this is a top oh 10 God, opponent yeah. on the road so i'm feeling oh, very I confident you better check your pulse make sure you're still alive <laughs> I, I, <laughs> very low for you yeah I, no shit pvh i want to go back to the talent disparity here between these two teams because you mentioned it before according to the 24 7 team talent composite ohio state number three behind <laughs> georgia and alabama that's almost 100 points ahead of Notre Dame, who's all the way down at 11. It's a similar disparity in the blue chip ratio. Ohio State's at number two in that. They're 85% in the blue chip ratio. Notre Dame is 10th at 65%. So there always has been a pretty significant uh, talent disparity between these two programs. And we're seeing it again this year. I feel like like last week, Ohio State showed us a little something, especially on defense. It makes me think they figured a lot of things out. I'm bullish on the Buckeyes right now, boys. The defense... Uh, most especially. Okay, fellas, let's hit our score predictions. Again, the line is Ohio State minus three. The over-under is 55 and a half. PBH, give us your score prediction. Uh, 42. No, four, let's go with something a little weirder. 45 to 18. 45, <laughs> 18. Is there a safety in there? <laughs> 45, 18. Okay, I love it. How about you, CP? You know, I'm just going to keep it right. I'm going to go 48. 13 48 13 so you guys are good you guys are taking the over big time um i got oh, yeah. i got ohio state i'm a little more conservative than you guys as, as per usual ohio state 35 notre dame 20 but it's not going to feel quite that close now i seriously considered picking the buckeyes by more than that uh, i just think they're pretty well equipped defensively to limit the notre dame offense and i, I also wonder if the notre dame defense might be you know, propped up by the competition they've faced so far. I mean, you know, talking Navy, Central Michigan, both rank in the 100s nationally um, <clears throat> in total um, offense. So um, 
just at, at too the much end of the day it's all conjecture right neither one of us have played anybody very good that's true that's a fact yeah but you can just go on the talent discrepancy and whatever metric you want to use or whatever publication you want to use like it's really not that close and that's all we can really go off on yeah um, quarterback might even be a wash but other than that like in, or maybe there are two tackles every guy you take every player every position player in a high state over notre dame every single one except maybe those three i i, I agree i just too much talent for ohio state and i think the stars are going to shine for the buckeyes on saturday night cp you got any other thoughts um i do have a couple thoughts like are you guys thinking about maybe like clicking it up live from south bend at kramer's tailgate <laughs> you guys Man, that, that would be pretty ambitious for us I expect looks like to be a epic fucking tailgate. Yeah, I would expect P- uh, PBH and I to be uh, perhaps a little too overserved at that stage to to oh, have a coherent South Stands podcast. Barnes <laughs> is flying in Saturday afternoon. Yeah, the, what what's the over under of my first Heineken of the day? That's actually what time? That's actually the. I would say part. it's definitely a morning. Early morning would be my 10:45. guess. Mid morning. I would say I'm going to set dude, at nine thirty. <laughs> dude, if it's ten forty five, we're in we're in big trouble. Oh, I was going to say well, nine thirty. You are in big trouble because like if you like you guys are going to go to Kramer's like tailgate, dude. He was raging last week. Like you know, game day was in um, up in Boulder, dude. He went till the end of the game. I'm like. I said, dude, are you going to make it till the end of the game? You're going to party till the end of the game. He's like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, well, okay. So this is what this is what PVH and I are stepping into. <clears throat> All right. Bring hey, that victory home, boys. Hey guys, we got a couple of, a couple of minutes. Why don't we go yeah, rapid fire? Rapid fire down the rest of the, the 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 schedule. Pretty interesting slate on on Saturday. Some games I want to hit real quick. Okay, let's start in the early window, uh, noon Eastern. This could turn out to be an interesting game. 3-0 Rutgers visits number three Michigan, also 3-0. The line is Michigan minus 24. The over-under is 44. Does the fighting Greg Schianos have a chance to make this a game, PVH? How do you see this one? They might. Bowling Green did. Yeah, they did. J.J. Yeah, McCarthy looked like shit last week. Three t- terrible interceptions. They, terrible. Yeah. So They were nerfed yeah. up at halftime in the Falcons. <laughs> I remember in 2021, Rutgers gave Michigan a real fight. That was a really close game. So I don't know. Maybe this could get. This might be a little tricky for Michigan. It's you know, it's a Big Ten opponent. They they played three of the worst teams in college football. You know, leading up to this, I would not be surprised if this is a closer game than people think. All right, yeah, I'll take Rutger. Rutgers. Rutgers in the points. Luciano, though, like he's like really like the only one right now. Like like because the Big Ten like is not like like looking great it's like against the landscape of college football right now so well yeah being three and oh yeah absolutely absolutely okay so it's a, the, the line is michigan minus 24 you think rutgers covers or yeah, is i take rutgers 100 percent. yeah I, I i kind of feel like they will as well partially because of the way michigan plays right they don't really worry about things like covering but 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 also i think they might they they yeah, I think Michigan might be uh, might be in for a fight here. Um, I, I also think uh, Rutgers uh, covers. Okay, fl- number four, Florida is it State. An yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, number four, Florida State visits Clemson, who's two and one, unranked. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do we like in this one? Florida State looking shaky in the second half last week against Boston College. We were very lucky to escape with a win. PVH, who do you like in this game? The line is FSU only minus two and a half. Against Clemson? Clemson? Against Clemson. They're, they're, not not, they're not ranked? They have to be. No, they're unranked. That's insane. Well, they got beat that first, like, you know, that big game. Like, they got beat by a, they got beat like a drum by Boy, Duke, 28-7. That was by three oh, touchdowns yeah. to Duke. I know they lost, but, like, I mean, the national media is on I hope Dabo falls down time. that hill. That's crazy. Right down that hill. Yeah. Um, is this a game? Yeah, I think so. I, dude, Florida State's not that good. They, I heard the uh, whole wide blow talent. from Juan in Boston College last week, and Boston College blew that. Um, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna roll with Dabo. All right, you think Dabo pulls it up? How about oh. UCP? 
Not a fucking chance. I hope he falls down the fucking hill and spring down it. <laughs> fucking miss it and then fucking gets their ass beat. Like, fuck Davo. Yeah, but at this point, we we should be rooting for Davo. We should be. I mean, come on. I I mean, never the ACC is not going like to be any fucking gauntlet, actually. So there's probably not many opportunities for Florida State to lose. So this is got to be one of the bigger ones I, sure. I agree i'm rooting for clemson in this one yeah. because you have uh, to. yeah yeah but but uh cp you like you like uh, florida state by a million in this one well i i i, I wouldn't dude say no. you're gonna have to root for you know my you know my like disparity for for Debo. i just don't like that clown dude, he had mark <laughs> he had fucking uh Wahlberg in there last weekend in their locker room mark like, Wahlberg was know. in the fucking mark Wahlberg yeah, was, was in the locker room last yeah <laughs> Dude, I, give him a pep talk and shit. What? Dude, like, it's, it's, that is the yeah, last dude, guy I would have expected in the Clemson locker room. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, I was like, what does he even have to do with this? Like, <laughs> and fucking Dabo's back there just like every word going, he's just grinning like. Dude, like they're like, both oh, Bible thumpers. That's why. Oh, Mark, is that why? Marky Mark is, he's, you know, Jesus oh. is going to yeah, win he, this for you, boys. All right. Okay. I had yeah. no idea. I I like Clemson in this one. Hey, wait, let's, let's move on. We're running out of time here, guys. All right. Colorado visits Oregon. This is going to be must-see television. The line is Oregon minus 21. Uh, what do we think, PVH? Did, did, the buff, did the Buffaloes run out of run out of steam in this game? No, man. I think Prime is legit. I, I think they will probably lose, but I, I think they'll cover. And there's some bulletin board I mean, material it, for this one, right? Didn't Dan Lanning say in the offseason when, when, when Colorado was leaving yeah, the Pac-12, he said, what have they accomplished or something like that? Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean it's a it's obviously devastating not to have Hunter, but um, yeah, Dion, come on, man, he's uh, he's he's for real. So I'm gonna I don't I don't know if they can win the game, but I definitely like him to cover. The over under is seventy and a half. In this game, <laughs> a lot of points. Can be scored. How about UCP? Who do you like in this game? Affleck. <laughs> you like the Ducks? They cover. And yeah, and they cover, gone, man. Oh wow! Yep, well they cover. Yep. Okay, all right. You like Oregon to win I, big? You know what? Like, and I, like, I over the last couple of weeks, you know what? I've been a little bit harsh, like or a little hard on Dion. I do. I I love Dion. I love like his persona. I love all that. But like this, you know, it, it, yeah, it's gonna come. I mean, to a, you're a like, non-believer. By the, way, <laughs> by the way, Dion does the Aflac commercials. He putts. With, with <laughs> oh, Nick he Saban. does. He brings his buddy to Buffalo. <laughs> All right, so you're picking the duck. All right. He's going to get smacked up by that fucking duck. All right, let's keep moving on here. Ole Miss visits. Well, who do you like? You didn't say who you like. Oh, uh, yeah. It's hard for me to bet against uh, Dion. I, I think it is a big loss, though, uh, missing Hunter. And, man, they went into overtime. That was a pretty grueling game. Um, at Oregon, pretty good team. Uh, I think it's close. Um, but I, I'm, I'm taking Oregon in this one. Uh, but, I, you know, big Deion Sanders fan. I think it's, this season is going to be a huge success for them. I, but they're not running the table. Not, not with this roster. Give Deion another couple seasons to build out that roster with his guys. Then, you know, I could see them, you know, making a real run at a playoff spot. But this year it's all about, I think, um, you know, just leveling up, winning eight or nine games. Uh, this, this is a tough, tough assignment here. And don't they get USC? The following week? Yeah, next week. Oh, man. Are you going to go to that, PBH? Um, that's a great question. Dude, it's probably a really freaking hard ticket. I'll bet at this stage, yeah. I'll go to that tailgate. I'm definitely there. All right. Okay. All right. So let's move ahead to uh, Ole Miss, Alabama. The line is the game is played in Tuscaloosa. The line is Alabama minus six and a half. Obviously, a lot of issues, especially a quarterback for Alabama. It sounds like Jalen Milrow is going to has been renamed the starting quarterback for this game. Um, who do we like in this one? <clears throat> Go ahead, PBH. I think probably everyone probably is like, oh, Lane will pull it off. No, nah, this is the kind of game that Saban wins, right? He doesn't lose to assistants. Yeah. Um, that guy can't pass, but he's a great athlete. Yeah. They just need to roll with him and live and die with what he can do and what he can't do. Right. Um, so I like Bama to cover. I'm with you. I like Bama as well. And a close one. I uh, Yeah. They, they may not cover. I think I like Bama on a close one. How about UCP? I mean, do you think Saban's going to lose two weeks in a row? Man. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it, but I mean, like he's got a loss. Like, I mean, what, what, sorry about two weeks. Do you think he's going to get a second loss this early in the season? No. No. I mean, yeah. they lost to Texas. 
what was that? Was that not last weekend? That was two weeks ago. But they played uh, horribly against South Florida. Like they beat them like yeah. eight to four. Yeah, up. that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. They There's started no Tyler way. Buckner, the former like, Notre I, Dame quarterback, in that game. He really struggled. Man. Yeah, I'd like to see. I, I mean, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see Alabama lose this game. But I, at this early stage, yeah, man, I just don't see not against this opponent. Um, but I do. There's definitely another loss coming for at least another loss coming for Alabama at some point. But not in this game, I don't think. All right, one other game I want to look at before I let you guys go. Um, I think Iowa visiting Penn State could be a good could be a, a closer game than most people think number 24 Iowa at number seven Penn State uh, the line is Penn State minus 15 the over under is 40 <laughs> two really good defenses <laughs> Drew Allen looked like shit last week against Illinois and Catron oh. Allen um, and uh, Singleton the, the you know that that great running back duo of theirs also did not look great um, uh, who do you like in this game PBH I like Penn State. I think they're. I, I just uh, Iowa can't score, man. Like, yeah. how are they going to go? Happy Valley is a hard place, but is it? Is it a night game? It is, is a night it game. A, no, it's a whiteout. Yeah, dude, how, like, yeah, whiteout, dude, whiteout, bro. I, I don't give a flying fuck whiteout or whatever. Penn State is hard. Oh, no, it's a, it's an atmosphere. <laughs> do they so, cover? Do they cover the fifteen? Yes, I. They do cover. Okay, yes. how about UCP? I don't know. I'm going to go on the flip side of that. I'm going to take um, Iowa covering. They Penn State wins the game, but Iowa's defense is solid. Man. Yeah, man, really they, good. Like they were solid last year. They're, they're, I think they might be even a little bit better this year. And Penn State, like they had a little, uh, you know, there's a couple of like, kinks in the armor last week as yeah. well. Yeah, I'm with you. I I'll think Iowa, like, I'll take Iowa in the points. Yeah, Penn uh, State wins the game which we want, but I'll take Iowa in the points. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think Penn State wins, but um, I don't think they cover. Close game. Iowa, that defense is just too good, and I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm a believer in Aller just yet, or James Franklin, for that matter. All right, fellas, listen. Hey, that was a great effort for Thursday. Uh, PVH, I know you got to jump. you got dinner plans. Um, we will – I'm going to see hey, you in, guys, in, what, three days? And uh, I just want to say, bring that victory home, guys. <laughs> three days. What do you think it is? Wait, what is it? It's Wednesday. Thursday. Oh, no, it's, it's Wednesday, Wednesday. But you still can't even get the math. Right. I'm sorry, I'm man. I'm sorry. Like yeah, yeah. I'm going to see you in 48 <laughs> hours, my friend. <laughs> I fly Friday. He flies Thursday. So yeah, that, I'm, it, by this time in two days, I'll see you, PBH. Yes. This in, right, well, in 46 hours. That, I, need a, uh, I need a uh, FaceTime like video from Kramer's tailgate all right that's You'll what i it. need all right man south we'll, okay we will definitely you do that for you south absolutely I th- i'm sure yeah i'll have something that says south stands <laughs> on it for sure <laughs> all right Bunny fellas freaks. <laughs> all right up. fellas thanks thanks so much for making the time have a great night and uh, for our listeners we will we're going to reconvene next week around this time to recap this game and you're going to hear from me on sunday more than likely or perhaps monday for a short notre dame recap been listening to the south stands a buckeye football podcast you can follow us on twitter instagram and facebook and visit our website at southstandsosu.com